Welcome, everyone, to what is officially episode 35 of Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, the interactive video show where you can blaze with us each week, chill with us in the chat, on audio, on video, participate, ask questions, whatever you want to do, get every episode on video, plus bonuses, better subscriber options. It all depends on what you want to do on either OnlyFans or Patreon, ShellySJSmokeOut.com. Come check us out there. If you're watching the video, you can see all of the pertinent information below about where you can find us on Instagram, Twitter as well. It's awesome. We're awesome. That's why we're here doing the show. If you want to know more about either of us, find it there as well. ShellySJSmokeOut.com. I'm, of course, Stoner Jesus, world famous I'm a shenanigan maker, doer, guy on the interwebs. Shelly Martinez, of course, uh, model, content producer, creator, professional wrestler, many, many hats worn by Shelly. And uh, we do this show. And as I said before, it's awesome. I'll say again many times during the show how awesome it is. If you don't like that, well, that's too bad. Shelly, what is uh, going on in your world this week? Um, a lot. <laughs> so, um, you know, I've been having a rough time lately. Uh, this is the thing. What has been really effing me up lately is, unfortunately, my boobs. Now, I was always told that you have to get your boobs redone. I think it was like every 10 years, right? So mine are past that. Um, let's see here. I got my boobs done in 2006. Is that right? Yeah. 2006? I think so. 2005 or six, I can't remember. And so they're old. And the thing is, is, um, you know, I've always had boob anxiety, as I talked about on here before. When I got them done, I was very aware that there was these things in here. So mm. I'd always be afraid. It's so crazy. When I would wrestle, I would take chops like no one's business, like whatever. But when I was like in my personal life, like I grabbed the pillow and I kind of roll it. And then I lay like this. So there's like, I'm not really pushing down on them because I'm afraid they're going to pop in my sleep. Like it's ever since I had them done, I've done this. It's stupid. When I say it out loud and I'm not in like sleep mode, I'm like, that's so dumb. They're not, it's fine. But when I'm in that mode, it freaks me out. And I'm like, I have to like, I can't put a hundred percent pressure on them. So there's that. And then now what's been happening for a couple of years now is I'll get these really gnarly pains in my boobs, like kind of like here and then like here. And I used to think it was just like my period or whatever. And sometimes it would be, but then more often than not, it wouldn't be. And so in the last couple months, it's gotten really bad to where last week I had to rig myself up when I slept. So that, because when I would lay on my back and they'd start to like go to the side, it would have that pain. And then when I would try to lay like this, like I normally do, yeah. after a while, it would have that pain. And then one day I was sleeping on my side and I woke up to that pain. And when I woke up, I sat up and I saw for the first time ever my implant here and it moved. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God, oh my God, no, like, no. So it's been rough. And I'm so scared. I'm so grateful that Danielle's new work, um, one of their expertise is boob jobs. So like I got an appointment um, next month just to see how everything is. But it really 
me out. And the reason why it freaks me out the most is I knew eventually I was going to get them taken out. The reason being is I've lived so long, so freaked out about them popping that I don't want to be like 80 years old and then my boob pops. Like that's stupid. That's like stupid to me. And I don't think it's worth going into surgery at 80 years old or something if something were happen for my damn boob job. So it's something that's been on my mind for a while, but here's the thing that's freaking me out, okay? So let's say I go and I get them taken out. Well, when I got my boobs done, I lived in Kentucky, okay? Um, and even though I lived in Kentucky at the time, I was freaked out. I remember right before they were going to do the, uh, the boob job, I was hooked up to the IV and I remember looking at it and everything got very real. And so I almost ripped them out and said, forget it. And then when they saw that I was freaking out, they just like totally put me, put me up with the drugs and I passed out. So here's my next thing. When I get them taken out, it's going to be here in California. What happens in California that's very, very unpredictable? Earthquakes. So my thing is, what if a big ass earthquake happens? My boobs are open and stuff starts falling down. Then what? And I know I can't live my life like this and be like all in like fear or whatever. But right now in the moment, I can't help but be so freaked out by that. Because even when I've gotten tattoos, because almost all my tattoos I've gotten in California. And, you know, excuse me, all of my tattoos I got done in California. And so like... It's like, you know, every single time those people go to do it, I'm like, hold on. So what happens if there's an earthquake? What are you going to do? Is it going to go or like what's going to happen? So it's something that weighs on me. So I'm grateful that my boobs haven't been hurting me as much in the last couple of days and everything. But this is freaking me the F out. I can imagine. Sounds uh, like you said, there's, you know, foreign stuff, for lack of a better term in your body uh some news you may be interested in shelly subscriber neil has joined us uh oh, is that right? this show that is correct he's popping in and out i don't know how well he'll how long i'll be here but if uh if he pops back out i'll let you know but he has joined us so yeah you know it's been really weighing on me this whole boob thing and like i said physically it's been so exhausting because like the pain has been so crazy and consistent. Like one day I went like over two days in nonstop pain. So then I was like, you know what? And I'm so dumb. I was like, why didn't I think about this before? I should put CBD balm on them. So I went and put CBD on them and it actually really helped like soothe and everything. So psh, there you go with that. So I started putting CBD on them. I've been wearing bras to bed, which kind of sucks. Um, whatever. So it's been really rough. Like, you know, I went from my mental health and my spiritual health being so out of whack because of the death of my friend, Melissa, and then different things that followed that. So it's like, I was finally starting to feel better about like everything. And then this boob thing happens. And then on top of it, I'm dealing with this whole thing right now where, um, long story short as I can make it. I don't know if you saw one of my tweets not too long ago, but it sucks that recently I had to block a former secret society member on OnlyFans and on Patreon because 
they did a dispute against me on um, PayPal. And then when I asked them about it, they said that it was a mistake. And then PayPal was like, no, it's not. <laughs> That's not a mistake. And now your PayPal is in jeopardy. And so it's just like, I'm dealing with all this stuff with my boobs coming off of this like whole thing with like my friend died and everything that came with that, like I said. And then now I'm dealing with this and then it's like, now I'm still dealing with this damn PayPal thing. And I know it's like kind of like a tiny thing in a way, but like, it's not though, because my secret society, you know, yeah, I would like it to grow more, but the reason why I don't like totally whore myself out to get people to like sign up is because the secret society to me has given me the life that I have today. And it's allowed me to take control of my content. It's allowed me to not have to work with people that I don't want to work with and just really value who I am. You know, it's so crazy because I just did a video. I haven't posted it yet for my YouTube channel. And one of the things I was talking about on there was I know some people will think this is weird, but I pinky swear this is the truth. Okay. But it wasn't until like a year or two ago when like at all this time with social media, fans have sent me aerial videos, Selena videos. It wasn't until the last year or two, I realized how good of a job I did in those roles. Because to me, as I've mentioned on here before, it was very natural for me to do it. And when there was like these girls, like let's say like Kelly Kelly, uh, Melina, um, Candace Michelle, Tori Wilson, I always kind of felt because I was like this total vampire girl and my look was just so different. Not to say that all those girls have the same look because they don't, but like the vibe's kind of the same a little bit. Um, I always thought like I'll never be able to be one of the top divas here, but that's fine because I'm so happy just being a vampire, making that money, like that's cool. So the last couple of years, when I see this content, I'm like, holy crap, like I really was doing an awesome job. Like I had no idea. And in the video I did, I kind of reverted back to when I was in high school, I didn't think I was like this hot girl in school and all the boys liked me. I was just kind of like, whatever. And I knew boys liked me, but I didn't, I thought like, oh, those cheerleaders and the prom queen, like, those are the girls. And it wasn't until years after high school, guys would hit me up on social media that I went to school with, or I'd bump into them. And they were like, you know, you were like the hot girl. And I was like, what? Like, what? Because in my personal life, there was so much ugliness going on in my home life. It was so toxic and dysfunctional. So for me, I was so insecure, not because like, I didn't think I was good enough, but more so like there was so much darkness in my personal life that I wasn't talking to anybody about. So I kind of felt like shame, I guess. So I didn't know that I was like this hottie totty about school when I'm wearing my little platforms and my little dresses and all this. So it's kind of the same thing with wrestling. So going back to my secret society, putting all my energy and building that up has helped me get to that point and how my relationship with my secret society members have really uplifted me when I needed them the most. So when one of my secret society members acts up to the point where they have to get blocked, that Fs with me too. Cause it's not like, well, F you, I'm going to block you. It's like, wow, I can't believe like the secret society. That's so personal. Like 
damn, dude, like you're going to like be like that. Well, guess what? Now I have to put a boundary on your ass because I'm not having any of this happen over here. And if it was a mistake, like the person had said, it would have been cleared up, but it's not. And it's still pending. So that was on purpose. And, and so now it's not just about the secret society and how personal it is, but now it's like, you're lying to my face. You're going to like, you're going to like insult my intelligence right now by like lying to my face. You know, I'm talking to PayPal too. You know that they're telling me what you're saying. So no. And on top of this boob thing and coming off the heels of these bad couple, like month now, it was just too much. And I was like, dude, this sucks, but what are you going to do? It seems odd, my thoughts at least, <clears throat> that someone who presumably they want to interact with you specifically for a reason, whatever the reason is, wrestling, whatever. They saw you on the internet. They saw you on the street. Um, they want to interact with you. They want to pay to do that. Why would you jeopardize that? If you don't want to interact with this person anymore, just stop interacting with them. Don't pay them any more money. Don't worry more content, whatever. What is, you know, like the backdoor way of getting your ass cut off from them? What's the point if it's someone you presumably want to interact with? I don't get it. There's a lot of weird people on the internet too. So, you know. And that's the thing too. And like what kind of sucks, there was like, there was different situations that happened before with this person and I kept giving them different chances. Cause like, I'm just trying to like give chances cause we mess up in life. We all been there. Like, I mess up all the time. So like the thing is, is like one of my recent more red flags with this former member was I had offered um, initially on my secret society. If you sign up for the highest tier, then you get a year free on my only fans. Now, anyone that has done that, um, they still continue to pay their monthly fee, you know, so they're still, you know, and sometimes they have to downgrade because maybe finances, whatever, but they still stick around. Even if they just go down, some of one of them, they even went down to the dollar one. They're like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, sorry, no way. Like, I'm glad that you're still sticking around. Like, thank you for like that dollar means a lot to me. Like, that's fine. It means that you're investing in me. That's, it's all good. It's not about the amount. So I ended up having to change that policy because this same person, they were no longer active on my secret society, but they were able to access most of the posts because my $15 tier is the only fans one. So essentially they're getting all of this content for free. And up until this point, no one else did that. They always, continue to support. So to me, I'm like, you're trying, you, you did the bare minimum and now you don't even care. So like you're getting all this content for free and then you go and report me to PayPal. Like, and I even wrote them. I was like, what's the meaning of this? Like, and I really meant it. It wasn't like, what's the meaning? It was like, dude, what's the <laughs> meaning of this? Like, what the hell is going on here? Like, no. So it's fine. It's all a learning lesson. And that's what sucks when like one person messes it up for everybody else, because some people like they don't get that Royal treatment that I used to give out because it got taken advantage of. And I'm not okay with it getting taken advantage of again. And it really, really sucks. But I had to protect myself, you know, 
Absolutely. Going back to the uh, high school discussion, I was well aware that I was the hot girl in my high school. Everybody told uh, me. Of course. Every day. It's where my inflated how, how, accomplishment comes from. <laughs> how could you not? Like, hello, I'm not stupid. I see. I see. I see. That's right. Had the big boobs, the tight ass, the whole package. Good stuff. Working. Just working it. You Everybody know, I. Off of that, I'm, high school hotness. I'd be ready to go. <laughs> you can do one of those things, like, you know how they're, like, totally fake um, posts on uh, Twitter, and it'll be like, this teacher has an OnlyFans. Da, 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 da. You can be like, the hot girl from high school has an OnlyFans. <laughs> There's one thing I missed out on high school was uh, apparently a lot of high school schoolers were having sex with teachers. I didn't get to do any of that. I feel like I missed out. No teacher came on to me. Very, very, very intimidated by you. Very intimidated by you. My beauty. That's the problem. So last week, of course, we had the finally had the big Home Alone screening. Shelly Shaw Home Alone for the first time. Had a lot of notes. We covered some of them towards the end uh, after the movie. Uh, if you want to go check it out, it's on my Twitter. Last I saw it was over 1,600 views. So definitely got some people watching. Um, Hopefully that means they'll come and watch us and blaze with us each week, which they can do. Uh, Shelly, did you have more thoughts about uh, Home Alone before we move on to our next big extravaganza or whatever we're going to do? <laughs> I forgot my notes in the other room, but here's the thing. Just to kind of like sum it all up, I know that last week... I had mentioned at the end that my cousin, who I thought was really clever back in the day with her joke, but it was really just a quote from the movie. Um, so That's long story short, <laughs> I know. So long story short as I can make it, uh, my cousin, I'm so sorry to say this. This is not mean, no shade here. This is just the tea. My cousin and my mom are the biggest bullies I ever had in my entire life. Now, my mom and I have a better relationship now, but the trauma I have and the, the bad qualities about me, some of them that I have was are a result of this negative relationships I have with my cousin and my mom growing up. And so the one thing though, I'll tell you, and if for some weird reason, either ever see this, um, the reason why I get so butthurt with these two individuals is because despite how terrible they've been to me in different times in my life to where I literally have anxiety about certain things and like get all nervous and like whatever. Um, despite all that, I never judged them. And I seen them both in very, very lows. And when I seen other people judge them, I didn't judge them because I felt sorry for them. And I knew that they were just like, didn't know how to be right and whatever that weird thing was or whatever. So the last time I talked to my cousin, she was venting about this person that was saying some things. And I told her, I was like, well, I don't see what the problem with it is. And she got upset. And then she ended up saying, I was like, you know, and at this point, like in my, from what she had been telling everyone and me, she found Jesus, you know, different, whatever. So I felt like I can go over there with her. And I said, you know, sometimes I just, you know, I let the Lord take care of my, da, da, da. and then she was like, good for you. And then blocked me. <laughs> <laughs> and then blocked me. 
And the whole thing was, is that she was upset that someone had wrote some things that potentially our aunt would have saw and been upset about. And then what ended up happening is our aunt interacted with that post is all on Facebook. Um, and she was really appreciative of what this person had posted. So what my cousin thought was going to be offensive to my aunt ended up being something that she saw, like I did the positive in it and she didn't see negative at all. So I thought she maybe would unblock me after she saw that. No, she still did that. This was years ago. So last week I had mentioned that based on the moral, the story of the film that I was going to write her. And I did. And I just said, Hey, hope you're doing well. She unblocked me, I guess. So I'm able to write her at least. So I guess there's a step forward. But the thing is, is like the reason why it bothers me is because if I got a text or a phone call right now that said that she passed away, that would make me so sad. It would make me so sad and that like, okay, yeah, we're not going to be BFF because obviously you have this beef with me my whole entire life. Fine. But like, why waste all that energy? Like at the end of the day, we're blood and like, it's just sad. So I st I'm grateful that this film did inspire me to write her. I didn't expect her to write me back. So it's not like I'm going to be all butthurt about it. But I feel like if one day she does, it'll be really awesome. And that'll be the time for us to like, we don't have to get deep. Just be cool, you know, just be cool for a moment. And I really feel that might happen or I feel that will happen. And I'm glad that that stupid movie <laughs> did that because, and the thing is, is I got to rewatch it with Danielle, as I mentioned last week, um, because um, she used to get left a lot and she would like wake up in the car in the garage. Last thing she knew, she fell asleep and we're driving. And then my mom was like, leave her in there. And then she would like wake up. So she, to this day, she has issues about that. So I think that'd be really good to rewatch it with her. And um, I know Danielle wouldn't be able to play the smoking game because she'd probably like pass out. But I'm going to replay the smoking game just so that I can get ever since that day. I'm like, I want to feel like that all the time. Like, how many hits does it take to get there? Maybe I should have counted. <laughs> It'd be interesting to go back and look and see how many hits we did just on Kevin's name alone was like 30. So who knows? It was awesome because afterwards I had dinner and I thought I was going to drink this wine that I was looking forward to all night. And I was like, I don't even care, dude. I don't need it. I am out of my mind. Like, <laughs> and um, yeah, dude. And that's, that's, this is what the sad part of the story is, is after that, that's when that night I was like, I know I'm going to sleep really, really good. It's going to be awesome. And then the next day, that's when my boobs were like, just really bad again. And I was just like, Oh no. I was like, man, like I got so medicated. I was so ready. And like, I was up all night, but my damn boobs. The real sad part of that movie was that Kevin survived to make another one. You know, I just, yeah, he's a brat, that little brat, <laughs> he's a little brat, entitled little brat. They he learned all a, suck. Yeah, he learned a lesson about, you know, wishing your family away and it happening and you're left alone at home and Joe Pesci and some other dude 
try to break into your house. It's all very traumatic. <laughs> he didn't seem bothered by it, though. Second time around, Donald Trump's even in the second one. Oh, boy. Another entitled one. Okay. Very interesting movie. To, to add to the collection of entitled people in that movie, ay ay ay. So, yeah, go back and check it out, everyone. It's awesome. They wouldn't let me post it on Patreon because I have to use YouTube for that. And I tried to upload it to YouTube, even unlisted, and they said, no way. There's all kinds of copyright problems. But um, it's up on OnlyFans got, for free on Stern Jesus 420 on Twitter. You got to use Vimeo. That's what I use. And just make it private. Probably have to do that. I just left the link for people to go to see it so they'll get it. There Instead you go. Either you, people are loving it. It's good stuff. Uh, as I mentioned before, um, I've been trying to get this big guest. Now, I haven't talked about it in a couple of weeks because this person is not responding to me anymore, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I had them locked in for like early July, and they said something came up, and that's fine. That's life. I said, that's cool. No problem. How about this date? No response. And a little while later, I said, how about this week coming up? No response. I wrote him last four days ago. I don't know. I'm not hopeful. I think it would be very big for the show, especially in the context of Shelly's career. But um, here we are. I'm striking out. <clears throat> what I don't get about that is why this person was very receptive to the idea to begin with. And then now they're no longer receptive. They're not responding at all. And it's a weird switch. Up. Why be receptive in the first time, the first place? Just say, no, you know, I'm not into that. Ignore me like a couple other people did. Whatever. But don't get my hopes up, man. That's all I got. This is all I have. I have no idea who this person is, but I'm going to say very typical of them. Probably why I have negative things to say about them is because this is an example of how they are. And how long is it going to be until you tell me who it is? <laughs> but then if they, then my luck, they would be like, Hey, yeah, let's do it. But then maybe that's what I need. That's what I've had to do in the past is do something else to cause something else to happen. So maybe if I do tell you, then that will cause them to write me. And then I'll finally get them on the show that way. Even though the surprise will be gone, I think it would still be cool to have them on the show. You know, fuck it. I'm going to tell you who it is. I'll see. We'll see if you can guess. Um, someone from your career in wrestling. And I would say one of three people that if I could possibly get them on this show, it would be big for fans of you from that era. When I wrote this person, I said, I uh, kind of alluded to the fact that maybe you thought that there was some like beef between you two. Uh, <clears throat> they said, much like Wax did when I wrote him, said, uh, not at all. You know, I know, you know, quarrel with Shelly. I don't think they use the word quarrel. It's like from the 1800s, but along the same line. <laughs> I have no, I have no quarrel with Shelly. Um, I said, that's cool. I would love the surprise with having you on the show. They were like, oh, that's a great idea. I want to do that. And then the time came for the date and it was coming up. And I kind of had them 90% confirmed. And they said they had some kind of autograph thing. And that's when I said, that's cool. And now they haven't wrote to me in a couple of weeks. It has to be Kevin Thorne. Uh, it is not. I wrote him uh, on Instagram and I think Twitter. I even wrote like his realty email address. Nothing on that. Um, I wrote to Homicide on 
Instagram, saw the message, no response. So <laughs> here's the person I'm talking about is Sean Hernandez. Oh. I've been trying to get for so long, and now I fear it may be gone. He's not responding. F him. <laughs> like I said, I had no idea who it was. This is a very clear example of why I have an issue with him. This is a very clear example of why I don't like him. So I stand exactly by everything I said. Because, as I mentioned in the past, I have confronted him over and over and over about his problem. And here's the thing. It's not like, oh, please like me. It's we were pretty cool and we used to joke around and everything. And like, all of a sudden, like what happened? Because last I checked, we were cool. So what's the problem? So it's not like it's somebody who I never had some kind of sort of friendship, you know, working friendship, certainly. And him not getting back to you, but then getting back to you and this and this. And I'm sure that he's probably maybe talked to some people and they're like, that's a bad idea. And I don't think it is. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing, because at the end of the day, I'll go on record and say this. Though I worked with Hernandez when I was in TNA, I don't really know the guy. I only knew him at work. And what I knew at work was that we would pop jokes and we would laugh and we would just have a good old time and whatever. So at the end of the day, I didn't really know this person. So I have no idea if he's the type of person that would come on here and just be for real, but like be able to control his emotions and have like a conversation because I think that'd be rad just to be like even if it's just like no no blah 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 but to like just talk or is it that if I'm like no I called you out that time and you said are you gonna cut me off and then like get all like yelly in the camera or whatever and maybe is that why I don't know because at the end of the day like I said I don't know this dude and that's something that I've realized with a lot of people in wrestling. Like, even though, like, I've had moments or I've worked with people or whatever, at the time, I took it too much to heart. Like, I thought, like, because I was creating these moments with these people that we were building a strong bond. But for a lot of those people, it was just that moment or that time. And I realize now, aside from, like, Francine and... um Cherry. Let me see who else. I don't really know these people. Like, I don't. Like, I don't know what they do for a living. Like, if they're not wrestling still, how they make their money. I don't know what they do, how they spend their time, and what they like to do, on, like, on their, like, when they're not working, if they are wrestlers. Like, I don't know these people. And so... That's why I come on here and I run my mouth the way I do and I make jokes about it because it's funny. But the reason why it's funny is because I realize I don't know these people. So I don't have that like emotional attachment like I used to. Like when I used to see that Hernandez has me blocked to this day. I look it up, I'm sure. Oh, you can't. Where's my phone at? Hold on. Where's my phone? So yeah. 
follows me. The thing is, is like, you know, there was a time that when I would see that he's, because here's what would happen. I would get tagged in something that he's with because LAX, of course, duh, makes sense. So then I would be like, I wonder if he still has me blocked. And I would click on it and it would see like, he has you blocked. And then I'd just be like, I've asked him so many times. So like, why am I blocked? It doesn't make sense. It's the same thing with Lou Gallows. It's like, it's not that I'm like, oh, are they still blocking me? It's like, I keep getting tagged. So I'm curious. Bless you. I'm curious, you know, like, yeah, I'm going to look because like, are they still like blocked me? Because I don't understand. Okay. But I think with the Lou Gallows thing, it's because of Amber O'Neill. Team Amber. So I'm just saying, okay. um, What is it? Super Max. Oh, oh, I don't even think I can look him up because he has me blocked, right? What's his uh, What's his Twitter handle? Let me see. It is uh, Supermax CTM. Supermax CTM. He still wrestles for Impact. Okay, here we go. Popped up. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah, I, let's see if Luke Gallows. <laughs> uh, subscribe Orlando picking in real quick as well. What's going on here? It looks all bright and weird. Okay, Luke Gallows. What's his thing? It's like Doc something or what? Shoot. That I do not know. Luke Gallows. Damn. I don't know what his name is. It's something. What is it? Luke Gallows. Someone's got a tap. Okay, if I don't find it soon, who cares? I'm moving on. But yeah, that Hernandez, he still has me blocked. As you guys saw, there's the receipt. Um, I'm not trying to be a bitch about it. It's just like, it's weird. Like, just be like, I don't like you, bitch. Like, I don't, like, I don't have to tell you why I don't like you. I just don't. A great first question. If I would have brought him on as a surprise guest, would have been, "Why do you have me blocked?" But why do you have me blocked, bro? Why am I blocked? <clears throat> um, I, this is sticking in my crawl, so I got to say something. Uh, Neil in the chat room has said three things so far. Sorry, bad connection. Hello, guys. Hope you'll get Kevin on, and would love Gangrel on. Neil, are you not aware that the person she spent ten minutes talking about? As the subscriber she blocked on PayPal and the guy that fucked her over on PayPal and the person she's written to and written back and forth with and said it wasn't their fault, blah, 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 is you. Where is the disconnect between what she's saying and how you're acting in the chat room like nothing's going on? It's very weird to me. I'm sorry. I'm normally not a confrontational person. I normally don't want to bring the party down, to bring out the, the bad vibes, whatever, but it's fucking weird. I'm sorry. It's fucking weird. Now... You can respond to that. You can get on mic or camera or whatever you want to do and respond however you like up until the point where I don't like you responding anymore and I cut you off. But Jesus Christ, man, give me something. Give me something. I'm in the business of content here. Give me something. Lando said LOL in the chat area. So there you go. Thank you. So I'm entertaining even in my, uh, well, this is pretty much what amounts to anger in my life. It's about angry as I get nowadays. That's from smoking a shit ton of weed. Lando said, y'all crazy. 
Thank you, Lando. Lando, you've been listening to me for over 10 years. You know, <laughs> you know me. Well, I here's think the thing. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just talking about how crazy I am and how fun it is. <laughs> My on air persona. <sighs> That's just what's up. I have nothing to say. You said it, so I did it. <laughs> uh, the damn it has been a of dank between us. I'm happy. I'm used. To, I'm used to people coming at me all the time, especially on the internet, because people are very free with what they can say and do on the internet. That's fine. I'm. I'm the same way toward them. I talked about how I fucked their mother or some other variation of that. It's all very fun. <clears throat> but it's weird. It's just fucking weird. I mean, you're coming on here. You're watching the show. You're you're making innocuous comments. Even after, there's no way that you don't know this. It's not you that she was talking about. That's crazy to me. That's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. As I said, you want to interact with her, but then you do that. That's crazy to me. It's all very crazy. Why are you being so crazy? That's my question. We're going to boil it down to one thing. Why are you being so crazy? In any case, it's good content for the show, which, as I said, that's my business. Well, here's the thing. Um... The thing is, is like, I hate, like, I feel stupid saying this because oh, it shouldn't be. Hold on, Sally. Hold on. Motherfucker. Neil says in the chat room, sorry, I had to go do something. So missed it. You missed that entire fucking rant or you missed what Shelly said. One or the other. Here's the fucking breakdown of it. You fucked over Shelly on PayPal. So she had to block you in a bunch of places. She has talked about it a lot. She talked about you on the show before about being a cheap motherfucker who uh, has been coming all kinds of fucking problems and she said to block you and she talked about it. And then you're making crazy comments. You're making these, these weird, innocent comments in the chat room as if it wasn't for you. What the fuck is up with that? Now I'm getting annoyed because this is going on and on. If you missed it, then fucking go somewhere. But this is bullshit. That's what I'm saying. And before, when I said, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. Well, here's the thing. Like, I definitely didn't think all of this. I definitely didn't think all this would come out. But <laughs> it did because it did, I didn't say his name earlier or anything. But the thing is, is follow me. You want to sue somebody? Come get what you can get. I got nothing. I got mounds of debt. Well, you steal my identity. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but the thing is, is that I'm like in a weird way, like. I'm glad that this happened this way because now you have a taste of what I've dealt with and it makes me feel stupid and embarrassed to say out loud that a fan has affected my mental health. Um, you know, and I try to have patience and understanding and no judgment, just like when I was talking about my mom and my cousin, you know, and the reason why it's affected my mental health so much is because both in all three cases, whether it was my mom, that cousin, or this person that we're talking about, um, when I continue to try to have that patience, understanding, and compassion as human being to human being, it's like I continue to get the short end of the stick because their behavior doesn't change. And then I'm the one that like, so I start thinking I'm crazy and then it becomes this whole thing where it's like, 
why even give people chances? Because when I give people chances and I look at them with patience and understanding, then they're just going to screw me over. And then that's just not who I am. So it becomes this battle within my soul where there's this part that doesn't want to get hurt again because be having that patience and understanding means you have to kind of be vulnerable in a sense. So it's like, I don't, I want to be the opposite. I just want to be a bitch. And then this other part of my soul is like, but that's not who you are and that's not your purpose. So that's where I get into being very um, deep into my depression because like my, my flesh is angry because it's like, what the hell? Like what you just experienced, you know, waves of that. But then that other part of me is like, I feel bad. I feel bad. But then like, it feels like I'm getting taken advantage of because I feel bad. So then that makes me more angry. And it's just become this whole thing. And it's something I've been dealing with for years now. And it's like, I still sometimes think that it's my fault for allowing somebody to affect me in that way. But then I just seen you get affected by that energy. So that told me that, you know what? No, it sucks. And it's okay to move on and not give chances to this person anymore because they're never going to change that result. And if they do good in their personal life and everyone else that they deal with after moving forward, but you lose that opportunity with me and that's what it is. And you know, I've been really struggling with this. I almost unblocked him a couple of times because I felt bad. But then this just happened. And I feel like this is the Lord just telling me like, no, shall we? No, because just today I was like, I feel bad. Like maybe I was being too harsh. Like, I don't know. And so like, that's what I was saying. I didn't think any of this was going to be the topic, but in my head earlier, because again, it weighs on me so much because I just don't want to hurt people's feelings. I don't want to be a bitch. I, I get things are weird, whatever, whatever, whatever. But it's like, I have to, I have to set boundaries and stick with them. I just have to. And I feel that this is very powerful for me because to see your reaction, because it validates that this is like, it's not good. So here's my thing. As you all see with a close up picture of me the other night, <clears throat> a couple of the night before last, it was I was doing my celebration of doing four years of video shows on Twitter and various other platforms. So I'm playing old clips of myself from just three or four years ago. And the first thing I noticed was, and you can see if you look at me, all of this is mostly white. The mustache, the beard, all of this down here, you may not be able to see it well, but it's all bright Santa Claus white all through here. And what I noticed was in these videos from three years ago, all of this was dark brown. There was hardly any white in it at all. Then the space of three years, all of this has turned to a, what, you know, morons call salt and pepper. This really just your hair is getting gray. And I just realized I'm fucking old. I'm out of patience. I have time for this bullshit. And Neil still doesn't say anything in the chat room. I'm about to fucking kick you off of here and off of Patreon. You can respond if you want to. If not, we're moving on with our lives because you're annoying me, Neil. I would rather you get on here and explain yourself so I can berate you and tell you why you're wrong, than just a silent treatment bullshit. And Dan uh, Lando, who left us, um, said something about trolling. I'm beginning to wonder if that's what it is. Just like a weird trolling thing for someone. Like, you don't know these people and what their what their life is, and maybe they're sitting in the basement, and they're, they have some sort of, uh, I don't know, disability or whatnot. I'm not saying this is the case with this person, but maybe they have some sort of disability or something. And I, I don't know. 
But I also know that I don't care. And that's not my problem. I, I, I'll tell you another story. One time I went to a Verizon store a few years ago. And they had the person when you come into the Verizon store, they were the, the person who like signs you in. And then you wait and they talk to you about your phone and charge you a bunch for a phone or whatever. This person, I'm trying to remember this right. But this person had a multitude of disabilities. I'm talking like one arm there. And it was a great, a grand story. I mean, they're working the tablet with their stump on one of their arms. They're missing like an eye. You can barely understand what they're saying. <clears throat> Verizon, their wisdom chose this person to be the first person you see coming in. And that's great. It's very empowering, whatever. But to me personally, it was very off-putting. I turned around and left the store. Now, if that's what you want to put out there, then that is what you're putting out there. But it's, I don't know. I just, you fucking, you reel in, try to reel in your personality and your foibles or whatever when you're interacting with people. Because that's the key to interacting with people. And if you can't do that, well, then you have a problem. And I suspect that in the case of our friend here, that's what we're dealing with. And your problems are not my problems, is my ultimate point. I don't call you and tell you my problems and put all my shit on you. I don't want your shit on me. There we go. Wrap it up in a nice little bow. <laughs> it was a nice bow. That's a really pretty bow. <laughs> um, a couple other things. Uh, again, periodically, Shelly writes me about things that she wants to talk about. So I don't know. It's been a couple of weeks because this was before the Home Alone screening. If Shelly still remembers what these things mean or what she wants to talk about with these things. But we'll find out. In a little uh, informal session of, let's see if Shelly remembers what she wanted to talk about a couple weeks ago. Um, the first one, well, I imagine both of them can be kind of uh, maybe getting to be downer territory, but we'll pick one. Um, China and uh, the Hall of Fame was one of them. Yeah, that's something that, here's the thing. So from what I understand, the person that handles her Twitter is her manager. Now, from what I also understand, this is the same manager that she moved to California, Redondo Beach, um, you know, before she passed. That's where she was staying at. Mm. Um, so it makes sense, you know, that he that's the person. So I'm pretty sure that's the case. So I often see like. It seems pretty, not like super often, but often enough where it catches my attention, where they talk about yeah. how we need to get. Hello? No, I'm still here. Weird. Oh, that was a weird noise. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if it was a feedback or what, but um, that she needs to go into Hall of Fame, blah, blah, blah. Now, I totally get fans wanting her to be there. But my question is, is that something that she wanted to do? Because, and this isn't me being a troublemaker. Everyone knows it's out there that she was involved with Triple H. And then he got involved with Stephanie McMahon. And then China was just like, it was downhill from there for her. Now, I kind of find uh, after all of the um, back and forth that's gone on throughout the years with China and WBE and her making videos, there's videos of her talking about, you know, Triple H and uh, Vince McMahon. 
it's like, did she want to be associated with them? Because it seems like she has a lot of trauma from these people and she's like pissed off about it. As far as her content, it was her content she put out there. So to me, it's like, I kind of don't know if they would do that just because it like could, I don't know if enough time's gone by to where like people don't really know that story or whatever. It's just like fans from yesteryear that are still fans, you know? But um, I don't know. So it's like, I don't even, I kind of don't think WWE would unless they can make a lot of money off of it maybe. But um, it's like, but would China really want that? Like, it makes me wonder. And to me, it's like, yeah, WWE was her highlight. That's where she got it. But at the end of the day, China was a hustler. And the reason why I know, I've actually never really talked about this, but hey, why not? Um, back in the day um, when... I was doing customs and not realizing I was doing customs. Um, I met with this guy and his whole thing with me was like, oh, you know, China, she used to work with me all the time, China. And he had these pictures and it was China from like way back in the day. She, her hair was real short and red. And it made me trust the guy more because I was like, oh, well, if China and like, look at her now, like, you know, so now that I've gone through that whole journey, I look back and I'm like, that's why I always connected with China. Not that I was super close with her, but we had some pretty cool conversations and did keep in touch, you know, here and there. So it's like, dude, that's why, because we both came from like, people tell you you're not going to get hired because you did those things kind of world, you know? And then, you know, Everyone saw that she did the sex tape with her boyfriend and then she would in the reality shows and all this. And so it's like, I don't know. It's like, I just really have a hard time believing that China would be like, I deserve to be there. I want to be there and we need to get the fans together. I just really don't see that. Like, Maybe I could see her being like, yeah, I should be there because like of the mark I let, but I kind of also see her being like, but F them, like they could kiss my ass, like whatever. So I don't know. I just wanted to open that up for discussion because I want to know what people think because I don't, I feel like let's celebrate China as China, not as she has to be in WWE. It's almost like, why do we have to always have to get WWE's validation? Like, why do we need that validation from them? People who screwed her over and said, pretty much, we don't want you here now. So, and I know how that feels. So it's like, why? Like, F them. Like, not everybody has that story that runs so deep to where they, when they got let go, it was for something like, they really didn't do anything wrong, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I, 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 it makes me, I don't want to sound like a bitch, but it kind of like, it doesn't annoy me, but it almost does. Cause it's like, she was a badass bitch with or without them. She was making things happen before them. She made her mark there. And you know what? Maybe she did things that people judged her for and she looked sloppy or whatever, but like, maybe that's why she was able to regroup herself a little bit more and pull herself out a little bit because she saw herself and freaking, uh, what was that shit? Surreal life acting all crazy. And sometimes we need to see that, you know, you just never know. And 
I don't know. I think she should be celebrated, not like, oh, she needs the stamp of approval from WWE. Absolutely. <clears throat> I do remember a couple years ago, um, like a TMZ video of uh, Stephanie McMahon. And I'm asking about China being in the Hall of Fame. She was very, you know, pro-China being in the Hall of Fame, which struck me as weird after, you know, the history, as you said. Which, according to China, what she used to say on radio shows and stuff was like, they were having an affair for over a year, and she had no idea about it. She found some letter in Triple H's luggage or something like that. Um, I think technically she's in as part of DX, but uh, as a singles performer, obviously she's not. And uh, who knows if they would? You know, you never know about WWE. And here's the thing: if they do, I'm not saying like I'd be against it. It's like okay, that's cool. Like that's cool because at the end of the day, as I've said here over and over and over. It's about the effing fans and the fans would be so excited so excited not just the fans fans but the people who are wrestlers who they were a fan they love china whether it was before you know when they were kids or they were already in the business and she helped inspire them or whatever like people want to see her get recognition for what she's done to the wrestling world. So for that, I am pro getting her there because that's where the energy, like her life continues right there. It's like the fans all at once and one night seeing her get honored. It's like the universe is just going to send China wherever her energy is, this feeling. And that's freaking awesome. So that's why I'm for it. But I just really wish that it wouldn't be so, like, I don't know. But then if they didn't push for it, then the fans wouldn't be speaking and then WWE wouldn't see that. So I guess my whole point is, <laughs> now I'm changing it. So my whole point is, is she doesn't need the stamp of approval of WWE. But if they decide to do that, it'd be really awesome for her legacy and for her fans. Yeah, I know a few months ago they did the top 50 greatest women wrestlers of all time or something like that list. I know she was top five. I want to say she was number two behind Trish Stratus, but I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, she was definitely definitely top five. As she should be. Absolutely. Um, speaking of the uh, continuing with, uh, let's see if Shelly remembers what she went to talk about a couple weeks ago, WWE edition. Uh, you had another... Uh, CM Punk is an asshole story. <laughs> okay. So, stop me if I've already said this because I don't think I have, but I feel like I've thought about it so much in my head. It's making me feel like I've already said it on here, but I think there's no possible way because of timeline. So, ooh, <laughs> what is time? So after um, Melissa had passed away, you know, I was trying to look for some answers and I would try to look up her name or Sabu's name. So when I would, when stuff popped up, I saw that there was this interview where like it said like CM Punk was telling like the story of this like crazy night and like Sabu was mentioned in it. That's why he popped up in the feed when I put in, you know, um, Sabu's super genie. So I was like, Oh, 
I wonder if that's that one night and the story goes, okay, so at the time, and I think I might have told the story on here. I've told it on public forums. So like, it's, it's not the first time I've talked about it, but just with the timeline with the CM Punk article I found. So we were in some weird town and, you know, we were EC. <laughs> That'd be in the blooper reel. So, <laughs> hold on. This is going to bother me here. Why did that happen? <laughs> okay. Hopefully it'll be okay. So, we were in some really weird town, and there was, like, a some crazy event. I don't know if it was, like, NASCAR-esque or something like that. But it was something. And um, it was really hard to get a hotel. And we ended up get, going to this hotel and it was like a couple cars of us following each other because it was really late at night. And at the time, Kelly Kelly was secretly dating Test, the wrestler Test. And what they would do is they would use me, oh no, I'm sorry, they hadn't hooked up yet. So, but they would like flirt and he'd hang out, but they would always make sure I was around so it looked like it was the three of us. So it wasn't really just those two and oh, look over there. So, I remember there was one car and it was CM Punk, uh, Sabu, and there was one other person and I can't remember who that other person is. Was it Kevin? Was it Kevin? I don't remember. There was one other person. And then me and Kelly Kelly were in another car and then Tess was driving himself. So we get to this hotel, it looks super shady. Um, they had a Hooters there and um, I was like, okay, I love Hooters grilled cheese sandwich. Like, it's really good. So, like, yes, let's try to get it here. They have a Hooters here. Awesome. And Hooters were always really cool to the wrestlers. Like, they always, like, stayed up later for us or whatever. So, we go and, like, th there's nobody at the desk. And it just seems really, really creepy, grimy. And all you hear in the back is... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so, the guy comes out, out of his mind and he gives us some rooms and we all, we go to the rooms it's just super creepy and um me and kelly kelly go in our room and we're like on the same test is on a different floor but me and kelly kelly and the guys the all share room we're on the same floor so we go in the room and like the trash can hadn't been emptied out or anything so in my mind i'm thinking like at this point, I've been wrestling for a while. I've been on the indie, so like whatever, a gross hotel, fine. But Kelly Kelly was like, "Oh my god, is it done?" I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh!" Like this young like girl, like okay. And so she goes in the bathroom. She's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my god!" I was like, "Oh great, what now?" Like they didn't throw the trash in there. Like what? We go in there, and in the bathtub, there was a stream of blood, and then it kind of went down, and then on the carpet, and it ended at the door. So we freak out, we go and tell the guys, we go to the front desk and the guy's like, oh, that's weird. I haven't um, occupied that room in a while. And we're like, oh my gosh. And part of the trash that was there was like empty bottles and beer cans, which really shady. So he goes to give us another room and it's literally across from that room. And this is the night that Kelly Kelly and Tess decide to finally hook up. So she leaves me by myself in this room. And my favorite, 
like I guess a horror movie would be Psycho. And so when I started traveling and wrestling, I was always really nervous when I take a shower and I'd always leave it open just a little bit. Like, and I freak out, have anxiety. And so this happens and I'm like, oh my gosh, what if it was like a Hooters girl? And like somebody killed her and like, oh my God. And so I stayed up all night, just freaked the F out. And, um, you know, it was just this crazy story. So a lot of times in interviews, when people ask me like, what's a crazy story? I bring that one up because it's like so weird. Well, this interview, CM Punk seemed to leave out me in there. He didn't say that I was there. And then he twists a couple other things around and I'm just like, Wow. Wow. Are you just like forgetting I was there and the parts that I was a part of, you said somebody else said it. And I was just like, at that point, I forever let go of any like weird Shelly punk vibes that I've ever had. Cause I was like, ill, like really. And I think, he had said that Kevin was there and that was like the whole shtick of this, the story is like a vampire and the blood da, da, da. and it's like, I'm pretty sure like, I'm, not, I'm not sure if Kevin was there, but I was the vampire that whose room it was. So you forgot that part? Like, that's kind of weird. Hmm. That sounds like the sushi story. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So at that point, to be honest with you, I lost all my respect for punk after that. And I was like, dude. And that's when I wrote you. And I was like, because <laughs> I was just like, wow. Because even though like whatever, whatever, I had this certain like respect for punk because of, I did see him like not care and not care like entitled, but like he knew his worth. And even though it made him get, as you say, in the business heat, like he still thrived. And for me, being a person who gets in trouble for what I say, whatever, whatever, I always, I think that's why, like, I thought I liked him so much, like romantically, even though we never hooked up. I think it's because in my head, I was like, wow, he's one of the very, like, I don't know anyone else that's like being like punk is like, and he became a top guy. Like I respected that so much. But I lost all respect after seeing that. And even if he could be like, oh, I don't remember, it's really weird to me because it was my room. I could see if he didn't remember, like that third person who was in that room that may or may not have been Kevin. Like they're so insignificant to the story that that's why, whatever. So if that was me in that, fine. But it was my room. I was the one that saw it with Kelly Kelly. So how can you forget that step? Like, no, I don't buy it. And now I like lost all respect huh. and that's it. Shady people, shady people abound. It's really a shame. I do think episode 35 will go down in the history books. <clears throat> Someone writes history books. <laughs> Not the show. Maybe it has to be me. I don't know. Maybe we can get some else to do it. But if there's a history of this show written, episode 35 will be a special one for many reasons. I think it was a good show all in all. Absolutely. And it's Taco Tuesday. Like, shoot. It's great. Right. People should subscribe. Be an OG. You say you were there when the shit went down. 
Oh my gosh. So this weekend I went to see some music. It's really awesome band called, um, well, they're called the creepy creeps, but then they have another band. It's the same people, but they just changed the vibe and it's called creep Zotica. It is so amazing. Like if you, I highly suggest you guys out there, especially medicators, look up creep Zotica, listen to it and get medicated. It's awesome. So anyway, um, so I went to go see Creepsotica and it was a little hike in Orange County and I was in the passenger and so I was looking out the window and I saw all these like these different dispensaries after dispensary oh I gotta check that one out and that's when I saw this big billboard and it was like available <laughs> so we got to do our research on that I haven't looked it up but I'm wondering because it's in a crappy part of town that maybe it's not too bad and i was already looking at all of these billboards and like whatever dispensary this and that so just saying oh yeah creepy part of town that's our target that's what we're looking for there we go again <laughs> this is one of them days <laughs> One of the main reasons episode 35 was a special one. Sean? <laughs> yeah, I'll let you know if you get the <laughs> interesting if you write me tonight, like, yeah, I'd love to do this show. So that'll be awesome. But I'm not holding my breath, as they say. I think I think especially after uh you getting a taste of what I go through tonight. I think it's better for all parties involved that Hernandez does not come on the show. I think <laughs> you might end up uh, flipping the camera off and then kicking him out or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, he could probably beat the shit out of me. But he doesn't know where you live. <laughs> I want to cross that line where he has to track me down. He's Go right up against the line, but don't cross it. <laughs> No, here's the thing. These people uh, who, here, in reality, these people who like hate me, um, I know they don't really think of me that much unless they get brought up. And I get it because there's people who at one point I did hate. I don't hate them anymore. I don't like them, but I don't hate them anymore. And um, it, it sucked to see them. Like when we've talked about a few shows back, how, um, I was able to unmute certain people because I'm able to now handle seeing them. And it sounds so dumb. It's so dumb. But like when you just have this like bad experience with somebody or feelings towards somebody for certain valid reasons, it's hard to be reminded. It's like you have having a great day and you're just like, oh, or then you're having a bad day and you're like, oh, but, um, you know, I don't know. So maybe that's why Sean blocked me. Maybe he just, because of the LEX thing, he just can't be bothered with even seeing my stupid face. So there you have it, you know? And it's fine because he served his purpose in my life. His purpose was he was one third of LAX. And that was so awesome to play that. Like, so awesome. Like, like I've talked about a show or two ago, um, how at that time, I didn't realize it, but I really needed to have fun in wrestling because even though it was easy to not deal with right away, like it sucked that I got fired. Like, especially because it's not like I effed up. It was just, 
you know, I didn't mesh well with speaking my mind and whatever. So that's fine. Like I didn't, I wasn't for them and they're not for me, but I feel that time in LAX, it just was really what I needed. I remember there was a time they drove us, Vince Russo, um, drove us to this part of town so we can do a promo. And I remember Hector, um, Hector Guerrero was with us because they mixed him up with us for a little bit. And I just remember I had, I got from the liquor store, this Malibu rum, like the little like flask that they sell, you know, the plastic one. And I was just like swigging it in the bag. And I just remember Hector looking at me like concerned, like, no, like this isn't good. But, like, <laughs> Sean? <laughs> so it's like, but at that time, like when I was drinking it, I didn't realize why I wanted to be so numb at that moment. And the reason why was because part of me was having so much fun. Like I felt like I was kicking it with my homies and we're being stupid and getting paid for it and like entertaining people. And they really were like seeing something that they really didn't see before, you know, regardless of how Sean or Homicide feel about me and regardless how I feel about them. It's like when we worked on camera together to entertain a crowd, like we connected with that audience in a way that some people didn't like because they couldn't connect like that. And those are the ones that would talk crap about us, you know? And so that is awesome. And then on top of it, it's like, I didn't realize I was suppressing being so hurt that I got fired the way I did, that people that I thought were gonna be there for me weren't. And that at that time, even though I went to TNA, like, a lot of people, as soon as I wasn't working in WWE anymore, they just, it's like, oh, no, she's not part of us anymore. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, what? So it was really difficult for me. And I, <clears throat> uh, that's why I was, like, swigging that bottle. And at that time, like, even though I was drunk, like, I can remember that moment, like, right now, and I'm in that moment. And I just remember feeling so much pain, but I didn't understand why, because I was having so much fun at the same time. So that's, like, all I could do was just drink that bottle and get through the promo and whatever. And I'm not saying that that's the right thing, to, like way to handle things, but that's what LAX was for me. They made me feel validated when I felt unvalidated because I just was let go like that, not even for doing a bad job or just like being me. So it's like, oh, it was such a great time. And if the payoff for it is that these guys don't like me and you know they talk crap or whatever fine that's fine because when we were working together it was magical and there's nothing no, no one can take that away so not even hernandez stop <laughs> messing with the background bro <laughs> oh the last thing i do though we will have the Young Bucks on this show. Mark my words. <laughs> they like all oh, those special hair. I want to know. I hope. I no, This always happens. I can't wait for the day someone tells me, dude, what's up with you and the Young Bucks? What do you mean? Man, uh, this is what they said about you. <laughs> because here's the thing. Much like my wrestling career, it's like I didn't realize, and going back to not knowing I was the hot girl, not realizing I was doing a really awesome job. Another thing that goes with that is like, 
I didn't realize that, like, how can I say this? Hold on, let me take a hit of this real quick. <laughs> I'm trying to word this right. I'll get back to you. Because I had it for a second the right way, and then, like, it went away. <laughs> Sometimes that happens because the time's not right, but it's fine. But, um, yeah. Either way, episode 35 <coughs> was a good one. It's going down in the books. Oh, going back to – now I remember. Okay, so it's like – I didn't realize that there was things being said about me behind the scenes in wrestling. Like, for example, when I was in WWE, I didn't realize people were like, oh, that Ariel, this and that, or, oh, Ariel, this and that. I had no idea. I thought no one paid attention to me. And not like I was trying to get attention. I just thought like, oh, you know, like, I'm not Tori Wilson or Candice Michelle. So like, I'm, the focus isn't on me. So it's fine which helped my anxiety. So I felt like I was a fly on the wall. So then years and years go by and finding out like I wasn't a fly on the wall at all. They were like, not <laughs> at all. Like, so in saying that it's like, so what does Vince McMahon think of me? Like what happened in the conversation when they're like with whoever makes the decisions that were like, oh, we're firing her. Like, what was that? Like, what was that? Like, why? Or like, oh, yeah, da, da, da. like, was I a problem? And was I brought up in meetings before? Like, I'm just dying to know because I, I never even thought of that until recently. And I was like, dude, I've been so tempted to tweet Vince McMahon and be like, do you remember me? And if so, what are your thoughts? Like, <laughs> but I can't do that because then all of a sudden people think I'm trolling. And then like, let's say Vince McMahon probably doesn't even do his thing or whatever, but let's just say like, people who follow me who are in wwe or once were or whatever they're gonna be like what the f is wrong with shelly she's being crazy right now why is she tweeting vince mcmahon and it's just like because like that's what people do right like hello like that's my access i don't have his number i don't have his email so twitter's the way that possibly he could see it so it's just uh, like that one wrestler I will show, that shall be rena remain nameless. I tweeted him and I was like, so are you in an open marriage or what? And so that <laughs> caused all this trouble because he told me he was not married. So that's why I asked. Mm -hmm. And he lost privileges to my phone. So I wasn't going to text him so he can have my number. So I used Twitter because I was curious because I saw there was public things out there. So I thought, okay. So Arya, and it caused this whole thing. Like, oh, Shelly's just. Da, da, da. It's like, no, dude, I really want to know. Like, like <laughs> public, there's pictures of him with other chicks. I didn't say I was with him in the tweet. I just said, "Are you in an open marriage?" <laughs> there you go. Was, I don't know. I don't know. Seems like a valid question. In any case, <laughs> that's a good place to end things. It's been a very interesting episode. <laughs> to say the least. I liked it, though. Growth, yeah. moving that's forward. Right. It's awesome.
Absolutely. Thank you, Shelly. <laughs> Adios. Interesting night. See you next week. Bye. <laughs>